This is Tiger Woods, and welcome to another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are at the PGA show down here in Orlando, Florida. And once again, Amelia, welcome back. Thank you, Adam. We are in the midst of all the hustle and bustle here <laughs> at the PGA show. Uh, there's so much going on and it's super cool. I haven't been back since 2019. So to be here with all the different setup, all the all the Bridgestone new products are launched. We have a big flat screen with with Tiger um, hit, hitting his ball and, and all the players. So it's just really cool, cool to be here and uh, see live all the products that Bridgestone is launching. Yeah, I mean, it is jam-packed right now. We're kind of right in the midst of opening it up at 9 o'clock, and it's just it's so full. Yep. And I'm so excited. I always look forward to coming to the PGA show. It kind of kicks off the year for everyone. You know, January is a little bit slow time in the golf business. But come down to the PGA show and it kind of you leave reinvigorated about what you're going to do for the rest of the year. Yes, I totally agree. And I've met people and and everyone can attest to this who's been here way many more years than I have. But I met people that I haven't seen in in years in so long. So it just shows how small the golf world is, and just a great place to you know promote products, but also just really connect with all the you know great people in the golf industry. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just super exciting. We had demo day yesterday. Yep. We're in the booth today. Um, and we have some really great Bridgestone-specific guests. We have our president and CEO, Dan Murphy. He's going to come on, and he's going to talk about Bridgestone, uh, the strength of the industry. Um, Dan's just such a knowledgeable guy about all the things happening inside of the golf business, even outside of Bridgestone. So it'll be fun to hear him discuss those things and, and talk about and give us a really good insider look at how the business of golf is growing over the last couple of years and how we can sustain that growth. Yes, exactly. And then our second guest is Elliot Mello with Golf Ball Marketing, and he is going to talk about the new products that are launching. All right, so let's get right into it. Well, Dan, welcome to another golf podcast. We're really excited to have you on. And fun fact for the listeners, Dan and I are both Wake alums, and we met at the Clemson-Wake Forest football game in 2020. Last year, 21? 21. 21, yes, 21 um, at Clemson. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about how that game went. That game didn't go in our favor. <laughs> no, it didn't. That was not a Deacon day. But was, we, we were there together when they when they finally scored. And uh, that's why I, I, I kind of noticed you guys. You had your Wake Forest gear on. Yep. And I was looking for friendly faces in the crowd. There was a whole sea of orange, and we were like a little black and gold dot. Oh, yeah, love it. And uh, so we started high-fiving each other, and, and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it was funny because I, I looked you up after, too, when you humbly said that you worked for Bridgestone, <laughs> and then little did I know you were the CEO. But tell us a little bit about your background in golf and how you got into Bridgestone. You know, I'll do that, but before we go there, I mean, Adam Rayberg, this was podcast was his idea, and he came to me, and he pitched it. And he said that you were going to have fascinating, interesting people on there. And you've had Tiger Woods and yes. Freddie Couples and interesting people. I want to know how I got here. I don't get it. I don't get oh, it. Do yeah. I really You're, deserve to be on this oh, thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You kind of run yeah. the show. Yeah. You're the reason That's, we have Tiger and Freddie and Lexi. That's right. Well, 100%. Maybe, 
maybe. I'll, uh, so I'm going to, you know, do my best to be interesting, <laughs> but I'm kind of a milk toast kind of guy, so I, I hope I can deliver right here. Yeah, we got to go. With uh, you know, I started out, um, well, with Wake Forest in the 80s, and uh, I, I got into the grocery business. I was working for General Mills doing sales and marketing, and, and uh, so packaged goods was always my thing, and I uh, sort of jumped to the in the mid 90s jumped to max fly golf so max fly dunlop slazinger uh, in greenville south carolina and had a lot of fun there and um max fly got sold um in 2001 or two to TaylorMade. so i went to california for a little while and then came back east and then my big break uh in my career was when i went to bridgestone in 2004 mm-hmm. and in 2005 um they gave me the keys to the car sort of and i I was charged with launching the Bridgestone Golf brand. And wow. so before that, we made golf balls, but it was under the Precept brand. And so what Bridgestone Golf is now uh, was what I worked on in 2004, 5, 6, 7. And we, we took off um, and got to be the number two golf ball. And uh, we did ball fitting, which was really a unique and interesting uh, deal for everybody. And it worked out really well. And then uh, uh, just one last weird thing about my career is I left. In 2015, I went off and did an entrepreneurial activity. I, I wanted to own a business and uh, did for a while and um, did okay with it. But in 2018, they asked me to come back as CEO. And Thank so, goodness. Wow. So I came back, came <laughs> we were back, very happy. Kind of, kind of took the, the, the brand back to its roots yeah. and premium and, and uh, performance products uh, and away from a, a direction that wasn't working out for us. So, and then the last couple of years have been amazing. The the, the, the pandemic has been very, very good to golf. And yes. um, so we, we boomed, and um, it's been, been a wonderful run so far. Wonderful. Yeah, outside activity, as you know, as we know, kind of took off during the pandemic. People were trying to get out of the house, but in a safe way. And, <clears throat> and golf really took off in that kind of time right afterward. It sure did. And uh, I remember it distinctly because uh, being the leader of a business, it was very stressful. It was, April of 2020, and the world stopped. We mm-hmm. shut down production, um, and and then May things exploded, and it was evident and, and obvious that folks were going to get outside and do something. Yeah, uh, you couldn't lock everybody in the house, and golf was a safe play for everybody, and so we enjoyed that. Um, it was interesting living uh, well, manufacturing in Georgia. We we have a uh, plant in Covington, Georgia, just east of Atlanta. And Georgia was a little bit more aggressive in opening. The, the, the governor there was a pro-business governor, and he wanted yeah. to get the state back to work pretty quickly. And so we really benefited from that. Yeah. Um, when the boom happened, we were able to get up and running much quicker than mm-hmm. some of our competitors right. in other states. And therefore, we were able to, to have the inventory and the supply. And, and when, when opportunity knocked, we were able to answer. So it was, it's been a very interesting run for us. So we've expanded tremendously during the pandemic even more than the industry did Mm -hmm. what's also fun is that golf seems to have open arms to new golfers that's really inclusive and accepting of kind of this next generation of play and it's gotten a lot younger since the pandemic it really has and i think um you know i do a lot of number crunching i I like i like trends and numbers (laughs) Uh, the tiger boom was the last time we saw something like the COVID boom mm-hmm. or the pandemic boom. Interesting. And it was 98, 99, and golf shot up in a very similar way. It was up 15% one 
year and up another 5%. And that's what happened. In 20, we shot up 15%. Talking about rounds played. Wow. Um, which is rounds played is what we really look at because we're a consumable product, golf yeah. balls. So rounds played is the key for us. Right. Uh, but anyway, it shot up the same way. Um, and, and, and during the Tiger boom, it really lasted. That, that boom lasted all the way to the uh, economic crisis when Lehman Brothers in 08, 09. And then... From 08, 09, sort of like from 10 to, to 20, uh, golf had a tough time. Right. And I think the lessons learned during that downtime, during that quiet time, have really paid off now during the pandemic. And that, this comes back to your question. Um, golf learned to be more friendly, to mm -hmm. be more accepting, yeah. to be less intimidating. Mm -hmm. The clubs became more family-oriented. Yeah, the right. dress code is not so softened. strict. It's yeah. softened a little bit, yeah. And then we had the, uh, some of the off-course activity um, make a, a less intimidating entry point to golf. Mm -hmm. you know, talking about the top golf and, and um, simulator golf and, and some of that. So that's really exploded, too. Yeah. So there's just some fundamental changes in addition to the pandemic that has made this boom really interesting. And it's... Uh, it's it's exciting because golf has become so much more diverse. You look at the the data. I was looking at some data from NGF, National mm -hmm. Golf Foundation, last week, and shows uh, uh, children coming to the game, teenagers. One of the biggest diverse, yeah. One of the biggest growth segments is teenagers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, so I think that's really it's really great. Yeah, it was exciting. Speaking of that, for me yesterday, I was practicing out at Eagle Creek, and it was. 5, 5 p.m. and there was three little girls it was like me and three other girls practicing I don't know it just made me so happy I mean I grew up being the only girl practicing and to see so many kids at different clubs and all the mm -hmm. junior programs and that's really exciting to hear about teenagers too because it's such a developmental stage and you learn so many things in golf that are applicable to every other facet of life that it's just exciting to see golf grow in that way so did you did you give them any tips, any tips? no I, I didn't they they were clearly uh knew what they were doing um they were there with their parents and having a lot of fun with their <laughs> this one girl and little brother were having a putting contest it was just the most adorable thing to to witness so i was just happy to happy to be there it's a, it's heartwarming to see kids on the range yeah no for sure Absolutely. for sure well, Dan, thank you for stopping by and kind of talking to us for a little bit. We're here at the PGA show right now. I don't know if the listeners can hear the hustle and bustle behind us, but thanks for stopping in. Tell us a little bit about Bridgestone, your history, and kind of the industry. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to be here at the PGA show. It's like mm -hmm. Christmas morning. Yeah. Yes. It's the yes. opening day of the show. And, you know, Bridgestone has been super loyal to the PGA Absolutely. show over the years. When some of the folks bowed out, and mm -hmm. uh, we always showed up. And we, we really believe that this is very, very good for the industry mm -hmm. to be here. Uh, we love it to stand shoulder to shoulder, toe to toe, face to face with all the big competitors. Right. They spend a little more money than we do sometimes. But uh, right here at the PGA Show, we can all, we're, we're really all equals, and we love that. So um, we're excited. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. We're going to have Elliot Mello come right in right behind him and talk about all the new products that we are launching here at the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. All right, we have Elliot Mello. Thanks for stopping in on the heels of Dan Murphy. He had a great rundown of the industry in Bridgestone and kind of the strength of both of those things going through. But I want to talk to you about all the new products. So tell us what we're kind of talking about this week and what we're launching here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to be on. I'm your least illustrious guest that you've ever had. <laughs> no, so, no, no. That's what Dan said, too. We're yes. like, no, absolutely not. You, you guys run the show. 
No, so we're you know on the product front, on the ball front, we're excited. We're you know, we're back here in Orlando at the PGA Merchandise Show, and um, a year ago today we launched uh, the Tor B series, which is the flagship product that Tiger helped us co-design. And Tor B is all about um, pushing the envelope in terms of distance off the tee, but also greenside control. And we do that in the form of the Reactive IQ cover. And so what that is is it's it's a urethane cover that has impact modifiers added to it. And what the mid impact modifiers do is when we hit the ball with a, a, a aggressive swing, right, with, with the driver, for example, the ball firms up and becomes faster for higher initial ball speed. But on the flip side of that, with an iron or wedge where the blow is at a lower velocity, the ball has more dwell time, or as Tiger says, more face time. And what that more face time means is the ball stays on the face longer so the loft and the grooves can impart more spin. Mm. And so that was kind of our third iteration of contact science in terms of how do we optimize the performance T through green on, on all the products that mm -hmm. we're making. And so you fast forward to, to this week to today, um, we're, we're, in the, we're in the throes of launching our new E-Series product. And so the E-Series is all about distance performance and how do we optimize distance. And so on Monday of this week, we introduced our new E-12 contact. And so E-12 contact is a unique product for us in the fact that it optimizes it, impact science, sorry, contact science um, with both impact modifiers as well as a structural change in the contact force dimple. So mm. there's a chemical component as well as a structural component to it. And so we have our new flexitive cover, which has the impact modifiers, which act very similar to how the Tor B reacts, uh, but in a Serlin golf ball, right? So the, um, the E12 contact is 46% more contact at impact. And what 46% more contact means is when we compress the ball with the flat face of a driver, that means there's more energy transferring from the driver face through the cover to activate the core of the ball, which we all know uh, is the engine of the ball. Yes. And so we get higher initial ball speed, we get lower driver spin, more consistent flight, uh, uh, lower side spin as well, more forgiveness. So it's all about straight, straight, straight accuracy. Uh, it's a very forgiving golf ball. But on the flip side of that, talking about, again about hitting down on the ball provides more short game control. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the dimple pattern is so unique to us. You know, we have, we really have really great dimple engineers that really focus on those things. Like Torvi has dual dimple, the contact force dimple has one specifically for it. So pretty much all of, all of our line has specific dimple patterns for aerodynamics and for impact purposes that match with the characteristics of that golf ball. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, I'm not gonna, step on the founding father's toes here but uh, you know we're, we're regulated um, in terms of how the ball can perform and we're regulated uh, a certain percentage of ball flight with the driver right so right. what happens outside of that regulated area what happens with a four iron what happens with a wedge those areas aren't necessarily controlled right now so that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to do with contact science and some of this impact modifier technology is how do we innovate beyond where the current rules are set? Yeah. We play within the rules where there are rules, but we push the envelope where we can. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we've done with Tor B, that's what we've done with the new E12. Mm -hmm. Better lift and drag, better performance in the wind. We keep hearing that on this podcast yes. with all of our tour players and great amateurs, how the ball flies in the wind and how much better it is. So those are the things that you're speaking about, where you can control the flight of the ball after it's hit. You know, once it's hit, it's out of the player's hand. It's kind of in our hands how the ball controls is controlled in the air and how it performs. Exactly, and it's so cool to hear you explain all the science behind the ball because we can obviously just see the result, but there's so much, especially with Bridgestone, so much care and thought and um, 
just so many processes and steps that goes into making a ball. I mean, in the factory, I remember uh, going down there and you guys look at each ball by hand. And if it's, you know, right. not if there's one little error, you, you, you toss it it's out, gone. which yep. um, yeah. I yeah. find just very unique and, and um, really yeah, cool. On the, on the manufacturing side, I mean, we're 130 plus mechanical checkpoints per golf ball, as well as 40 different hand inspection checkpoints on every single golf ball. And then we're constantly checking and rechecking all of those balls. Um, to make sure that the performance is where it needs to be. Yes, we're excited about, you know, the success of Tor B has been strong for us. We're excited about the new E12. It's been a, a flagship product for us as well. But one of the products that we're really pumped about going into this week is we have a new incremental offering. That, uh, and when I say incremental, it's it's not just a refresh like E12 is. It's Brand an new product, yeah. entirely new product, and it's our new E9 long drive. And we're, we're super excited about this golf ball. Um, to a certain degree, the market's been over-served by kind of, quote, low compression soft golf ball, sure. right. right? So when you think of distance golf ball, you think of a firm golf ball that flies a long way. And so we um, that was that was what we really were working on. And ultimately, we designed the E9 golf ball. And so the E9 golf ball is all about how do we optimize distance, right? There's there's one player in every foursome that they just want to, they just want to hit the ball a mile and they could care less about anything else. They want to be the right, guy right. at the bar after the round yeah, bragging yeah. that he was the long drive. Mm -hmm. But shot, you know, 95. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, so our new E9 product, it features a seamless uh, injection molded 330 dimple pattern. Harkens back to the B330 days in terms of dimple construction. You know, the ball that uh, Nick Price and Stuart Appleby and all those guys played and helped us design. And so, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. And so it's, it's low drag. And when we say low drag, what that means is it maintains velocity longer as it flies through the air. The degradation of speed isn't as great. So it's very aerodynamic. Um, and then it also features an extreme gradational compression core. And what that means is within one piece of rubber, so there's one solid core, um, it, it's the way that we vulcanize it, the way we cook it, um, it's got a little bit firmer outer region, which delivers high initial ball speed and velocity, but it's mm -hmm. got a softer center, which equals forgiveness and lower driver oh, spin. Okay. So the ball doesn't balloon and get away from you. And so as we were working on this product, obviously the consumer is our number one goal with everything that we do. but. We actually partnered with the World Long Drive guys, the longest players in the world, and they put this thing through the paces. We went to their place, they came to our place. Um, they put, they actually put it in play at their World Championship in Mesquite, Nevada in November. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, if we want to truly hang our hats that we got the longest ball in golf, we got to work with the longest players in golf, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, exactly. And they, they really liked it. We were talking to Ryan and Avery yes, uh, yesterday, and yeah. they found it that the ball not only increased distance, but it, it went straighter, uh, even if you missed it a little More bit. More balls on the grid. They said they had the most balls that they could remember on the grid. You know, the flight was much more stable and consistent, which is, you know, they're trying to hit the ball as far as they can. You know, accuracy is somewhat on the side, but they still have to hit the grid. And they said it allowed them to kind of really turn it up more because they knew the flight would straighten out and the drag was less and it you know, flew so good into the wind and, and even downwind. So they were able to kind of release a little bit. So they talked in depth about how good the ball performed. Ball velocity wise, there wasn't like the degradation of ball speed with those super high speeds. You know, so you can get mm -hmm. to that holy grail of having the best smash factor you can with that E9. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the one, you know, it was interesting because when you work with those guys, they got a little bit different mindset, right? So they're they're all about how far can I carry the ball? Right. Because, you yeah, know, yeah. they might be playing at altitude, they might be playing on a 
grid that has sand underneath of it versus clay versus soil. And so there's different conditions and they want to carry the ball as far as they absolutely freaking can, quite frankly. Yeah. And so it kind of changed our thinking from an R&D front, but it changed it in a good way, in a positive way. And I think not only did it contribute to E9, I think it's going to contribute to some of our thoughts moving forward. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and then, um, you know, the, uh, we're kind of rounding out the portfolio. Right, right. Um, we also have our new E6 product. So, you know, E6 is our longest running product. It goes back to 05, 06, and it's been our longest running, but also our best selling product in the history of Bridgestone Golf. And it continues to be a stalwart for us. And it's, uh, you know, the focus this year is all about how do we continue to deliver a soft feel. And so, changing some materials slightly, getting a little bit softer on the compression, mm-hmm. looking at the sound, how do we make it less clicky, for example? Yeah. And how do we right. make a more appeasing sound? And so, that's been kind of the focus from the E6 standpoint. And so, uh, E6 is rolling out. We launched it this morning. It's been introduced to the world. It's been, from what I'm hearing here on the show floor, it's been received greatly thus far. It's, um, it's, it's shipping immediately. It's available in white and then an optic yellow, the shiny yellow. Um, and so in total, we think with the three e-balls that we've just kind of gone over, we think we have a very comprehensive distance performance line of products, and we're excited about them. Lots of new products and lots of great ideas is coming out this week. Yeah, and clearly very comprehensive. It's just so impressive for me to just continue, I mean, with Bridgestone for two years now and to learn more and more about how you guys develop balls and, and everything that goes into it. But Elliot, tell us about the new uh, ball fitting technology that you guys have. Yes, you know, we've been doing ball fitting going back to 2006, right? And so to date, we're at 3.9 million fittings. So by far the leaders in terms of ball fitting, not not just in execution, but also in terms of numbers. Um, And, you know, we got a a lot of data, and we got to use that data to empower consumers to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And so we came out with a technology here last year called Auto Autonomous Ball Fitting. And what Auto does is a combination of answering a couple of questions on the screen and then... Um, using a flight scope launch monitor to collect data, over the course of three swings, we're able to recommend a product that best suits you. And we're able to do that because of the 3.9 million fittings right. that we have, right? So on the back end, it's it's looking at that data, it's pulling numbers, and it's saying, all right, if one of our master fitters was here, what would we most likely recommend to you? Mm-hmm. So Auto came out last year, and we've had a year to study that data. We've had a year to tighten up the algorithm uh, to make a better recommendation. We, we also have new products, as we just went over, right? Yeah. So the new products perform a little bit differently, so we've got to work mm-hmm. that into the thinking, into the recommendation engine. So um, that, that was kind of one of the thinkings on Auto Gen 2. And then the other thinking was, you know, we set these autos up at a, with a pro, and we leave it there for a week, and the pro wheels it out to the driving range every day, and people fit themselves for golf balls. How do we make that experience less cumbersome, easier for the pro to execute, right? So we removed about 100 pounds of weight from auto, and it's substantially more portable. So not just for the pro setting it up, but also more portable from the standpoint of logistically for us moving these things around Mm -hmm. the country. So we're excited about Auto Gen 2. We think it opens up access to a lot more fitting opportunities uh, nationwide for consumers. Um, And um, we've been showing it off this week, and I've had numerous people try to buy them from us. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, there we go. Yeah, the, our, our sales guys are super excited about auto. They can't wait to get their hands on them, to get them into green grass so that we could hit that 4 million. You said 3.9, so um, we're getting very close to 4 million, and we, we hope to have that by probably the Masters. So um, that'll be kind of a big deal for us. But, Elliot, thanks for stopping in. Uh, the show's opening now, so we're going to get it popping in here. The, the booth's filling up with people wanting to come by and learn more about our products that you just – Uh, mentioned and talked about so thanks for stopping in and uh, good luck today thanks for having us enjoy the show thank you Elliot Dan and Elliot were so great to talk to I mean Dan just hearing at a high level the 
golf industry and how Bridgestone has grown and kind of the strengths that Bridgestone really capitalized on during the pandemic and how golf has become diverse, et cetera. And then Elliot, just all the insight and nuance in the products, the golf ball products and everything that goes into making each different ball, I just found very fascinating. Yeah, Dan is somebody that I've always respect. I can I can pay tribute to him. He kind of got me to Bridgestone. I knew Dan before I was with Bridgestone when I was in the green grass side of the business as an assistant pro. I, you know, helped give some lessons to some of his kids and we got a good relationship on the golf course before Bridgestone and moving over to R&D. So Dan's been really a, a great mentor of mine, you know, over the years and he's so knowledgeable of the industry and yeah. kind of the direction. He seems to kind of always to have his finger on the pulse of what could happen next inside the industry and he seems to always make the right decisions as far as specification of golf balls how we talk about marketing and he kind of really has always known what is the up-and-coming thing I mean he kind of led the ball fitting he was kind of the god we call him the godfather of ball fitting he kind of created that um, the RX, which is a low compression tour ball for amateurs, you know, he kind of brought that to the forefront well before anybody had a low compression tour level golf ball. So, and then Elliot, you know, the guy who has all the products, he kind of is like the Thanos with, with all the, um, with all the jewels, you know, to make it pop. And he always has great insight on all the product. Um, I especially like, I'm super excited about the E9 long drive. Yeah, a I lot mean, of people are. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's a new spec inside of our line. Um, it's one that's specifically geared towards distance. And um, a lot of players need that, right? And a lot of players play E12 because it is straight and is about distance. But the E9 is like a little bit more attribute as far as distance concerned. A little bit more ball speed. You know, obviously spin is still low. But then... Even the another cool thing I'm looking forward to and actually hoping to attend some of these events is the World Long Drive. Yes, um, it's going to be so fun. Yeah, we had Ryan and Avery out at Demo Day yesterday just pummeling golf balls, and it was so cool seeing those guys hit it so far. I'm looking forward to attending a couple of these events and you know getting some content. Super excited about the last one that's going to be in Atlanta, the Bobby Jones Golf Course there in Atlanta. Yes, the, yes. The championship and then the celebrity division they're going to do. So looking forward to seeing what celebrities they kind of pull into this thing and then also seeing some live competitive action with the E9. Yeah, I mean, talk about growing the game. Long Drive is a perfect avenue oh, yeah. for that. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned the E12. That's definitely something a ball that I had my eye on. My coaches always joke when they're like, Amelia, you you always want to hit the ball straight. You never want to, you never want to curve the ball. And, um, so yeah, that, that, that kind of, um, made me look towards the E12, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like a lot of golfers are going to really like that. I mean, everyone can always hit it straighter, yeah, it <laughs> uh, hurt. try to, try to, um, redeem themselves from a big slice or something like that. My dad, my dad hits a, it's a, hits a power cut as he likes to say. Oh, nice. So yeah. maybe the E12 will cut. be good for him yeah, to, yeah. to straighten that cut out a little bit. Yeah. When I did ball fitting before moving to R&D uh, uh, the guy I worked with always joked because I never said a slice or a hook yeah I always be like sir you hit a little bit of a fade there and he'd be <laughs> like a fade you know and he'd kind of laugh and I'm like well you know you're trying to be nice to the consumer yeah exactly let's exactly. work that fade down a little bit that slight cut you know so yeah the E12 is kind of that's the big attribute of that ball is it straightens out your flight it's designed to reduce side spin, you know, right off the gate. Um, auto 
is amazing. We had a great year last year in the ball fitting with auto. Yeah, it was so, so launched, cool to, to hear more about that. Yeah, we launched Gen 2, which is a more compact version. The algorithm is getting smarter. The equations are getting better from like years and years of ball fitting data. So we're constantly, you know, kind of innovating inside the ball fitting category. We're the number one ball fitter in golf. So it's our duty to kind of continue to always make ball fitting more accessible, easier, better, faster, and um, you know, just better for the end consumer. Mm-hmm. And get to that four million. Yes, exactly. Three point nine right now. We I checked before we came down here. I pulled the numbers. I was like, dang it, we're so close oh, to four man, million. Yeah. But um, we're gonna we're gonna grab that four million kind of around the Masters time frame. But you know, we got the rest of the day coming up, a few more days here at the show. We're super excited about the show to be back. We were here last year. Um, we're back again this year, and it's just such cool to catch up with people, as you say, and, and kind of move forward. So it's going to be a fun year in Bridgestone, a fun couple of days here at the show, and we're just looking for a great year for Bridgestone. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. Until next time on another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Another golf podcast is presented by Bridgestone's new line of Tour B golf balls with Reactive IQ cover. Reactive IQ is a smart cover technology that reacts to the force of impact. It rebounds quickly on tee shots, delivering explosive velocity and increased distance. And around the green, the Reactive IQ cover stays on the face longer, providing more spin and control. Bridgestone Golf is the pioneer and industry leader in ball fitting, and the four new models of Tour B are designed to ensure every golfer is playing the right ball for their game. The Tour BX and XS models are ideal for players with driver swing speeds over 105 miles per hour, and the RX and RXS were created for golfers with driver swing speeds under 105 miles per hour. To find the right ball for your game, go to BridgestoneGolf.com and click Find My Ball to go through the online ball selector guide. Bridgestone Golf, the number one ball fitter in golf.